This episode of the Student Housing Insight Podcast is sponsored by Carter Young Incorporated. It's just a fact, unfortunately, there will always be a certain percentage of students who will graduate or or leave your community owing money. Be it from damages or unpaid rent, management teams will spend a good amount of time tracking these former residents and their guarantors down to collect this bad debt. And that's another mistake. Your team needs to be focused on serving their current residents, not the ones that have left them. Let the team at Carter Young take over those accounts. They have serviced the student housing industry for over two decades now. They understand the dynamics of parental guarantors and the life cycle of debts owed by college students. And have developed a platform that will get you results in collecting on those bad debt accounts. What do I like best about Carter Young? They work with your on-site team to train them on how to make sure you have as few bad debt accounts as possible. Check them out at carter-young.com. Again, that's carter-young.com. I think it's really important to have like an SEO in the web development process absolutely or at least you know a developer that understands it but at, at the same time you can't expect someone to be you don't want a jack of all trades you want to specialize the development world is progressing so fast well in a jack of all trades doesn't exist that's the thing it I, is true i absolutely don't believe a jack of all and not when it comes to development design and seo if you say that you are fully capable and an expert in all three things I call bullshit. I don't believe you. That's where I'm at with that. You absolutely, the science and that's kind of off, you know, off track a little bit, but I think this is something that you touched on a little bit earlier. This is, we have to get more focused on the science behind this. And I think that that's something that we kind of, we have a bad habit of walking away from and we want to look at it and say, okay, but this is so pretty. This design is so beautiful. And the reality is that beauty, yes, it needs to be there. It needs to be fluid. It needs to be intuitive. The negative yeah. space needs to be properly filled. But the reality is that isn't going to be your key source of conversion. No. It just isn't. Welcome to the Student Housing Insight Podcast, where we are putting you in touch with the people who bring student housing to life. I'm your host, Wesley Dees, and joining me today is Greta Dare. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I am fabulous. How are you? Doing great. Rested up from uh, from our long trip to Denver, and <laughs> <laughs> which was less than 24 hours. So. It was less than 24 hours. However, I will say that was exhausting, not due to anything that we did while we were there, but good Lord, the whole Charlotte to Denver and then back again in 24 hours. That was a lot. It was a lot. Well, when, yeah, you're trying to use up points <laughs> with Delta, <laughs> you have to go through somewhere else. Um, so, but no, it was, uh, it was a good trip. So, yeah, we had a lot of meetings, had a client I had to meet with, and um, it was a good trip. And you had a completely different reason to go. I was. I got the very exciting opportunity to sit down with Sam Wynn, who is in charge of the SEO at Agency 53. So that was, uh, it was a great time. Great, great time. Yeah, Agency 53. They've got an interesting origin story with one of the, the groups that have been on this podcast before, which is um, Cardinal. So you want to give a little bit of background on that? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I think that we can all kind of generally agree. Cardinal definitely knows, you know, what they're doing when it comes to marketing, web design, a lot of that. It's, you know, it's not to say anybody else isn't doing incredibly well. We just know that they're one of the companies that definitely do it well. And born out of that was the idea of an agency, which is Agency 53 and what it became. And so it's a marketing company that exists within the same building of the Cardinal Group. And, you know, they've they've been going at it for a few years now. They are in the multifamily world as well as student housing. And I've got to say, you know, and I, I think I said this actually during the interview, if, you know, if you're unfamiliar with them and you haven't checked out their website, it's definitely worth a look. It's this the people that they have within this truly understand creative marketing in a way that is, I hate to use this term, uh, so lack of a better term, it's it's outside of the box, it's outside of the standard of really kind of what we've, has become the norm in student housing. And I think we all know there's, you know, the same basics on social media, events, marketing plans, you know, artwork, everything, it all kind of starts to, to look the same and feel the same. And when you go through their case studies, it is definitely not the same. And I'm so filled with admiration with all of their creative designs. And that's one of the reasons why I was, like I said, so excited to sit down with uh, Sam because, you know, coming from a group that really does well, they had to have hired somebody that really, you know, had a great background and talent in the SEO world. And as far as I can tell, it's absolutely true. He is a, a really smart guy. Yeah, you know, I think I think Agency 53 does a great job. I mean, I've looked at a lot of their websites and, you know, I've been really impressed. Um, but it's not just the, the design, and, and you guys mentioned this in the podcast. It's it's several other things that go into it. And if you've got a, you know, what I like about using an agency versus having someone in-house that claims to be able to do all these things it, there's just no way. I mean, you're talking about a human being that's able to use, you know, more parts of their brain than I think scientifically has ever been proven. <laughs> well, and it's, so. yeah, it's not even just that. It's, you know, saying that one person is capable of design development and SEO. And the reality is, is that you don't, I mean, that's really kind of the jack of all trades concepts, right? It means that they're not necessarily going to be an expert in all of those things. And if you think about it, you don't want that. You want a design expert to make sure that it looks flawless and gets your brand across properly. You want a developer, an actual coder, to make sure that all of it functions properly. And then you want an SEO expert. And this isn't, you know, I feel like a lot of people look at it like, oh, an SEO expert, that's like a one-off. That's a side thing. It's a lesser it's not. It is those three things stand in equal importance because, you know, like the, the beautiful analogy that Sam uses, it's great if you have a great designer and a great developer, but that's just as good as building a big, beautiful house in the middle of nowhere and nobody can ever get to it and nobody can ever see it. So hopefully you're a hermit and uh, you have no plans of advertising this in any way because that is what you're doing with your website when you don't give SEO the credit that it truly deserves. And I think that we're still, you know, in a lot of industries, I think that we're still getting to that point where we recognize its level of importance. I mean, honestly, it's along the same lines. We do the same thing with social media and that's a completely different subject that we'll talk about a different day. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah, the, the main thing we were talking with Sam with, uh, was in regards to SEO because, 
Because it's it's one of the things that I think we get a lot of questions, both both you and I, be it from developers who are developing a new property and you know want to know how early they need to start with you know advertising online and how that affects SEO, or if it's a you know if it's a client who's doing a new acquisition, and you know there's a lot of questions about that, so. You you guys were really able to to kind of start the unpacking of of uh, SEO and and the web around SEO pun intended. Um, <laughs> so it, anyway, I think you get, you did a great job of that. I think it's something that's going to be a it's kind of probably going to be a staple of this podcast that we're going to have to continue talking about. You know what's what's the newest because as you know Google is trying to make that better and better so that those top results are more and more authentic uh, versus, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's just going to constantly be evolving. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that Sam definitely drove that point home. And, you know, that's it's a needs to be a major takeaway that, you know, what we did 10 years ago no longer works. What we did five years ago no longer works. And therefore, it should be expected that, you know, it's it's going to continue to evolve. That's what technology is doing. That's what the Internet is doing. And we need to be prepared. We need to be on top of it. And we need to make sure that if we don't have that knowledge, that we can seek out somebody that does and is keeping track of those trends and can alter or pivot your website or your web preference preference or presence I'll say words soon, um, <laughs> appropriately. Well, with all that being said, let's go ahead and, and hit play and <laughs> just go ahead and warn everybody. I apologize for a lot of the background noise. There was actually some construction going on in <laughs> Agency 53's building below them, and it tends to come through quite a bit in the audio. <laughs> and yeah, I wish I there was, <laughs> I wish there was something that I could do about it, but then you wouldn't hear much of the podcast. <laughs> so I uh, apologize in advance for that, but let's go ahead and hit play. Hello, everyone. I am ridiculously excited to be sitting down where I am right now at Agency 53. If you don't know who they are, then you should definitely be looking them up, Googling them, uh, see what page they pull up on Google. <laughs> I know the Cobbler's Kids has no shoes. So. <laughs> I'm sitting here with uh, Sam Wynn, who is dubbed the SEO expert. And I feel like this is an incredibly important subject to be covering. So we have, I don't have a ton of questions, mostly because I feel Feel like the basics are going to be pretty easy to ask and cover and uh, I think that you are the person to impart this generous wisdom to all of these people so welcome Sam well thank you thank you <laughs> go ahead start us off tell us what what it is that you do here get us started sure so I've been with agency 53 kind of since we kicked off it's been a fun two and a half years or so don't even quite remember how long but it's <laughs> right along that line I'm the director of digital now, so anything SEO, PPC, and a couple other products that we're always trying to roll out fall under my wheelhouse. The technical sides of websites, so we've got an amazing design team. Our I agree with design that. director's been here for uh, since since before Agency Fifty Three existed, and so she does all the the front end work on our on our websites, and I get to poke my nose in on the technical stuff and point out where things should be because 
websites can be beautiful, but they don't mean anything if you can't find them. Exactly. I think that the biggest thing that we want to focus on today is really to look at this as SEO for dummies. And that's not to offend, obviously, anybody that's listening, but I think that there is a huge lack of knowledge and information that exists out there. And I really want to help fill that gap. And so to really to start it off, let's let's really break it down to a small level and say, okay, what is SEO? Literally, what is SEO? And what is PPC? What do those two things mean? And what do they do? Why are they valuable to anybody that is looking at a website out there? Sure. So SEO, search engine optimization. That Those is, that don't know, write that down. Yeah. So I think kind of get into it and please reel me back in if I get too off track. You're but, good. Um, Go. Go nuts. SEO needs to be sold and implemented at the creation and the start of any new website. I think the biggest thing that people overlook is they'll spend all this money on a beautiful website, they'll get it launched, and then if you've ever been on the agency side, about two days later, you'll get a call back from the client being like, I'm searching for my brand in Google, I'm not even showing up, why is this happening? That's because a website can be created. But if you don't implement an SEO strategy when it's launched, it's you're not going to find it today. I mean, you're more of a needle in a haystack than you've ever been before. There's, I think the running stat out there is there's 140,000 websites created every day. It's a lot. So what makes you so important? <laughs> and that's where the SEO play comes in. So from that perspective, what exactly what exactly is a reasonable expectation or and is SEO like somebody can and I think that this is really where the common misconception sits is that you know I think everybody has this this idea that in the back of their mind that somewhere hidden on the website is a bunch of key search terms and if they're not pulling up on page 2 you know or page 1 by the second day of launch then you didn't put enough good search terms in there and I think that that's you know, that's obviously incorrect. So what does that mean? And is it an ongoing process or is it set it and forget it for at least a period of time? What is the proper yeah. proper way of executing SEO? What does it look like? It's a great question. Thanks. Um, I thought that in my brain. <laughs> so uh, this lady brain of mine at work. There's um, I guess I'll kind of walk through our preference because, again, there's plenty of ways to do Let's this. just base this on the assumption that your preference is the correct preference <laughs> and the best preference of all of the preferences. That's how I like to think <laughs> as well. Um, Don't we all? So when we launch a website, we do what's called an SEO foundation. Okay. Um, and that is because, again, if you just launch a website as is, it's like building a house in the middle of Utah without any roads connecting to it and like wondering why no one's coming to you, why no one's like visiting you. So what we do is we put in a foundation, which is... That was beautiful, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we, a lot of people will say, oh, optimize this, optimize this. What we do is on the back end, there are key things that search engines can read. So you've probably heard Google spiders or crawlers or things like that. And basically what that is, is search engines go out and they crawl the web, but they can't see the pretty designs that you can see they're robots so they understand numbers words phrases characters all of that so back in back in the day people used to put in these key search terms and you know they'd have to put them four or five times on their home page but as google 
as Google's advanced and kind of the in the way that they've been indexing it, because again, once people figure out how it works by nature, they take advantage of it. And that's when you'll hear the term black hat SEO, where people were putting white text over white backgrounds and just keyword stuffing is another like buzzword out there of big no-nos. Which I think just uh, really quickly, I think that that's one of the things that that people think, you know, SEO is, is exactly that. And if it's not working correctly, then there needs to be more of that. And yeah. it isn't. Um, and then also that the biggest thing that has to be remembered is that Google's own integrity, their name, and this is something we were talking about earlier, is one of the reasons why they they have to make sure that the search content that they pull and they put in front of the person doing the searching is quality content. Because otherwise, even though this will probably never happen, somebody may go to Bing um, and start using that search engine instead. And so that's why Google is so protective of these crawlers, of this, this algorithm that says this website is not only good, but it's matching the content of the person who's doing the search. Right. It's for the user. They want to give the best user experience. That's their product. Yes. And so keeping that in the back of your mind when you're berating your SEO person or web developer, or why it's not reaching, remember that Google's number one priority is Google. Yeah. And so they, you're exactly right. So they have that secret recipe of their algorithm and it's an SEO's job to play by the rules and then game the system a little bit for their clients so that they can fast track them and get them ranking and showing up for the key phrases and search results that they want to be in. So. Some of the biggest factors today, and this goes back to the web dev side, mm -hmm. load time, your homepage. A lot of people love putting these like heavy, heavy images or videos and things like that. But if in this mobile era, if your website doesn't load, you know, the, our goal load time is under a second and a half, under a second. It's that is a huge ranking factor. And that's a technical thing that people don't know. You know, that's totally against that old keyword stuffing like you know we need luxury one bedroom apartments in san jose four or five times on our homepage. you don't it'd be good to have it in the url within your title tag if that's what you really want to focus on and then a couple other places and alt text and other things that crawlers can read and now the next big thing that i think a lot of people associate with seo um that i think has a big misconception is blogging a lot of people... I'm actually so glad you brought this up because yes, you are correct. And I'm saying yes before you even finish yeah. your sentence. So please continue. There's a, a term that content is king is a mm -hmm. phrase that like has been passed around the agency world. And I believe HubSpot was the people that created that um, or at least pushed it forward. But in this day and age, again, if you launch a website... And then someone signs you up for a blogging package where they're like, we'll, we'll create four blogs a month for you on your website and we'll post them and they'll generate traffic. That's false. If, if, if that's the only effort you're doing, you're not going to see the results you want. Because again, your homepage is going to rank better than any other page on your website. Yes. Because it's the most trap for a variety of reasons. But if people can't find your homepage, what makes you think they can find a blog nestled four folders deep on your website? And not only that, but that's going to generate traffic and drive more. So what we do and what we implement, one of the biggest things that you can do for your SEO strategy is gain quality backlinks and do follow backlinks. So when people do PR initiatives and you know say CNN picks up a post, 
it's going to drive a lot of traffic, which again, there's trickle down effects in SEO that will help you there. But a lot of those links are no follow. So you want to make sure that you're building links to your website. And what that does is that basically tells Google that people are acknowledging you. It's like, you know, Greta's website. Okay. You know, Sam's linked to it. Mike's linked to it. Bob's linked to it. They're all good guys. So we're going to give Greta a little bit more boost in her rankings. We trust Greta's site now because it's been legitimized by these other people that have right. clicked on it. It's like a crowdsourcing Also, validation. it's Greta and she's very trustworthy yeah. and we just know that. She yeah. started out at a domain authority of 20. <laughs> um, but it, it's true. So like what, what we do is we'll, we do blog for our clients, but we do guest blogs. So we work... We're moving. We're expanding to the 14th floor. Yeah, you guys all hear stuff going on. Like there's a there's there's some stuff happening here. We're not actually physically moving while we're doing this. So just just ignore the background noise. Yes, we're expanding. Things are good. Or that's our story anyway. <laughs> um, but, oh, so with uh, if you're gonna do any type of blogging, recommendation is get into guest blogging. So find a group that can isolate and work with a bunch of trusted bloggers out there. And again, it doesn't really matter what your blog content is. It's not about what's written there. It's about gaining that quality backlink from a respectable domain authority. So like we work with a network of bloggers that all have a domain authority of 30 and above. And and to backtrack what domain authority is. I was just about to say, can we go ahead? Yeah is um, there's a couple systems out there like Ahrefs, Moz, and a couple other tools that agencies will use to rank websites. And that's kind of what we all go off of. So it's a ranking of zero to 100. So your Facebook is like a 99, Adidas and Coca-Cola is like a 94. And then anything in the multifamily housing industry, I would say is 15 or below. And if you hit 20, that's great. But it's a sliding scale. So just like, to reiterate, higher is better, lower is bad. Right. And when <laughs> you start, you're at zero. So these backlinks are the quickest way to gain that domain authority. The higher your domain authority, going back to where we strategically place those keywords within your title tags, your headers, your alt text, all the places that Google's bots love to read and crawl, it's those backlinks and domain authority that then pass on their SEO juice and validation to the way that you've structured and set up your foundation so that when people are typing in one bedroom luxury apartment San Jose, because we've gathered more backlinks and Google thinks our website is more credible than others, that's what's going to get you showing up from those key for those key phrases. Not posting blogs on your website that just stuff in those keywords. Doesn't matter. Google Google's smart enough to understand Believe it or not, the people who create a Google are very smart. It's weird. I know. You never it's, think it's a it. difficult concept to to penetrate your brain. That but they are smart folk over there. They can understand what your page is about without you stuffing it full of keywords. So just to kind of recap that, really, I think if the biggest key takeaway is that SEO is not back in the day. Um, when we were, you know, everybody was doing MySpace and, you know, learning HTML and basic tags and there were crappy websites everywhere. Yes, back then it was as simple and stupid as I'm just going to put every, and I think we all remember yeah. those websites. It's the dot com era when people yeah. were buying up every URL and selling it off. Your URL doesn't matter. Like it's, you can get around it. Yeah. Know? 
And I think that I think that that's still, unfortunately, there's still a lot of people who are carrying that thought process around with them where it's adding more keywords and that's what matters and forgetting how many websites are in there. And, you know, instead of looking at it as I'm in a big, long line, Google, I'm, I'm trying to get in with Google, but I'm starting out at the back of the line and not realizing how line, how long that line is and all of your name dropping on your homepage no is not, who you are. <laughs> nobody's, yeah, it's not getting you any closer to the front, that it's really, it's, it's a, it's the entire networking process that's going to get you there for lack of a better term. It's really your crowd. Mm -hmm. So your crowd is what's going to help you line skip to get to Google. And so it's, if your social media, your links, your bloggers, yes, your keywords, all of those, your, your crowd or your click of people is actually how you're going to continue to jump up that line. And that's really, it's, there's a lot involved in it. It isn't so simple anymore. And you do need an expert to be able to properly execute and put all the correct people in your crowd yeah exactly i mean google is meant for to serve the best user experience that's their goal yes so they want they judge that on you know what's in our network of websites that we're crawling what has the best user experience within that where are people going the most where are people filling out forms or conducting actions and who's linking to who like it's it's very much a crowdsourced thing. So when you launch your website, you shouldn't expect anyone to You're just no show name, up. You're no name nobody at that point. You have to promote it and yeah. get it out there and get people coming to it. Build some traction. So SEO, SEO in my mind is like if, if like it were networking. to be anything, it's, it's like building a website buying a car. But you can't legally drive that car until you insure it and put it on the road. SEO and do your registration be, and put your tags on it. Yeah. SEO should be insurance. Like it's it should be sold the same way. If you're buying a website, you should be buying SEO right with it. Because if that, absolutely you're just getting unless you're really looking at it and you're saying my website is just a pretty page that I direct people to, yeah. but I do not expect anyone to get there on their own. Right. Like it could be a business card for you. you know, exactly. Like it's an online a business portfolio card. where you don't you only need people to find it if they want to. But if it's a business. You need to do some work there. Yeah. Um, so SEO is one of those main strategies. Again, it should be sold with every launch of any website, a foundational audit, and then a strategy to execute. We do, we'll sell th- 90 days, like mandatory. We'll wrap that into our website cost. Mm-hmm. And then in that, usually we can show the results. I mean, people, it's no longer an option. It should be a necessity. So on that note um, is, all right, so one of the things that we talked about earlier is, is this a set it and forget it, or is this an ongoing process? So it sounds like at the bare minimum, it's 90 days out from launch, right? at least at Agency 53. So I know that you probably can't and shouldn't give me, you know, for the, the sake of these people, what a good price range is for their expectation to get a great SEO launch going. Sure. But can we get a, a range of expectation for these people so that they can go, okay, this is this is a proper expectation without yeah. narrowing down Agency 53's pricing. So we'll we'll give the the tools and services they should expect because everyone's gonna price it differently. Absolutely. So when they launch a website, it should have a foundational audit built. That's a universal term. That should be built into that. And what is required there is your strategy. So that's where you work with your agency to develop okay, this is my product. This is how people have found similar products. Like if you're a new community to the area, we'll do some competitive research. These are your three biggest competitors. 
the internet's a creepy place, so we can pull a lot of information <laughs> off of those websites. It really is. To see what's working for them. Do we want to apply that to your strategy? And meaning what keywords they're using, what traffic, you know. Which is where research or research is so incredibly important. Right. Yeah. Where, their, where their competitors are showing up. Do we want to mimic that? Is there opportunity for us? Or do we want to know that that's what they're doing and we're going to take a different angle? So either way, I mean, it's from property to property. So that's kind of your search strategy. You determine what keywords you want to rank for to drive traffic, how people are going to find you most commonly, where you're going to put those throughout your different pages on your website, so on and so on. Once the foundation's implemented, then you need an ongoing process because the foundation is not enough. Again, that's it's called the foundation because it's the the footing, the building blocks, but like it's- you still need to build roads to that home for people to get there. Um, and that is our ongoing SEO package. So we start that and that includes, uh, that's our guest blogging service that I was talking about mm-hmm. before. Cause that Which is, again, the, it's just one portion. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a, it's an affordable rate for us within our market to generate white hat, clean backlinks from people, generate traffic through those blog posts as well to kind of give them that kickstart. And then we track all of their keyword rankings. And if we get them to a point Within usually we see results within sixty days, which I hate putting an. I'm so a time glad you said that. No, but it's it's out of everything we've done, sixty days, and we'll see huge jumps in keyword rankings. Meaning people are starting to show up for the results that they want to, and then we at the same time we'll track your competitors' keyword rankings right next to you, because. Where it comes into is it set it or forget it. How long do I need to continue this ongoing SEO service? I don't have a good answer for it, but what we do do is we monitor it so that after that 90 days, if we're at a spot that we're comfortable with, then we'll throttle it back to like kind of call it the, the bare minimum, like to keep the lights on. But if we start seeing those keyword rankings drop, then we know we need to start kicking it back up, building more links because there's more competition in the market mm-hmm. or in the market, meaning there's more people trying to rank for those terms that have been successfully driving you the customers you're looking for. Okay, so that we're looking at what you should be doing when you're working with your web designer, web developer is a strategy should be built out. You should be cross comparing that to the local competitors in your market, doing the proper research to figure out if their product is so similar and their market niche that they're going after is so similar, then we need to look at those keywords and potentially build those in as well and look at their strategy. And then from there, it's we're looking at the launch itself, building up all of the cool friends that we have to take with us to get in line to get to the front of the page of Google. But we still have to accept the fact that we're going to be camping out for probably 60 days um, before they're going to be able to let us in. And then from that point, we can idle a little bit. And then from beyond there, just keep an eye on it and see if we need to amp it up every now and then. Right. And that's why we'll launch for for those camping times because no one likes sitting and no one likes waiting. Yeah, I know. We'll throw in (laughs) PPC as well, which is pay-per-click advertising. And that is how you can fast track if you want to rank for one-bedroom luxury apartments in San Jose, California, through PPC, you can pay to do that yep. and be at the top of the screen. So we run them simultaneously. You know, Honestly, we run them all the time. Multifamily is a very interesting industry for it. Again, <laughs> what's great- Interesting of, for everything. <laughs> uh, and I think what's really great about how Agency 53's come together is we none of us came from the multifamily background. We all came from 
an agency background. So we understand how these products work in the rest of the world, which is like really, at least for you know myself and I know the rest of the rest of the people, we saw a huge amount of opportunity within this industry to just elevate what's going on from a tracking and attribution standpoint. I mean, when we came in here, people were satisfied with how much traffic they paid for to get to their website. That's like, you, you, you can pay people to come into your store all day, but who cares about people if coming into your store if they're not anything. buying anything? Yeah. So once we could start attributing leads and then following them through the lease process and being like, you know, this ad, not even that, Greta searched this phrase, which triggered this keyword, which showed this ad, which made her fill out this contact form. And then two months later, she ended up converting into a lease when she was ready to move. That's powerful information to know what you first searched for to start. And then we go ahead and we take that and we'll update our SEO foundation being like this keyword isn't just driving traffic, it's driving customers. So it's, it's something that set it and forget it. Absolutely not. Do you need it running full speed the whole time? Probably not. You know, there's a lot of ways to market. You know, there's a lot of, we know you've got a marketing budget, so we want to put it where it, you know, we put those dollars where it's going to work best for you. So that's kind of the approach we'd like to take with PPC and SEO right now, and even social advertising we're into as well. So, I mean, I come from like a very analytical background. So the way that I look at our marketing portfolio is the way that an investor looks at their investment portfolio of where's my client getting their biggest return on their investment. That's let's how marketing that should out, be looking at and that And then let's move down the list. So, you know, it's like, okay, PPC is working the best. Awesome. SEO was working great, but now we're seeing a lot more conversions and results coming out of Facebook. So let's throw some money into those advertising avenues. And we just... We keep a pulse on it by being able to track things. So I think a huge takeaway too is when you're working with an agency to develop a website, make sure that that person either has an SEO on staff or that you're working with an SEO at the same time. Because one of the most heartbreaking things is when we get a new client who spent $50,000 on this website and they get to us and we're setting up the tracking and the attribution and we lift up the hood and we're like, who? built this like you know these yeah it's running but like this wire shouldn't be connected here here and here it should be going straight through here so I think it's really important to have like an SEO in the web development process absolutely or at least you know a developer that understands it but at the same time you can't expect someone to be you don't want a jack of all trades you want to specialize the development world is progressing so fast well in a jack of all trades doesn't exist that's the thing it I, is true i absolutely don't believe a jack of all and not when it comes to development design and seo if you say that you are fully capable and an expert in all three things i call bullshit You're lying. i don't believe you no, that's where exactly. i'm at with that you absolutely the science and that's kind of off you know off track a little bit but i think this is something that you touched on a little bit earlier this is we have to get more focused on the science behind this and I think that that's something that we kind of, we have a bad habit of walking away from and we want to look at it and say, okay, but this is so pretty. This design is so beautiful. And the reality is that beauty, yes, it needs to be there. It needs to be fluid. It needs to be intuitive. The negative yeah. space needs to be properly filled. But the reality is that isn't going to be your key source of conversion. No. It just isn't. And it's it's a three pillar process and that's how we approach it here. And I think that's why our websites have been so successful and now one of our like top selling products 
is that we've got Kayla, our design director, who is just, I mean, she's a Picasso behind there, developing, designing what she does. (laughs) Then we've got our lead developer seeing if, okay, is this designed properly for web? Because, you know, you can paint a picture, but it needs to function on the web. Which is annoying. And then you've got myself, who's like, okay, guys, this is all great, but if no one can find this on the internet, who cares? Again, like, it's a big, beautiful house, right? But nobody can get there. So it's a lot of it's a lot of like great conversation. I don't even want to call it like arguing, but we'll sit in a room and be like, "Oh, we want to do this," and someone will shoot it down and be like, "Well, we can't do that because of this and this. It doesn't work for my side of things." But it's a necessary conversation and push and pull yeah. to get a product that works. You know, it's just with all of these different avenues of development, design. And the way that search engines are crawling websites, just progressing so quickly. You're right. A jack of all trades, call bullshit as well. Yeah. Find someone that, you know, specializes in each and knows enough to talk about the rest. Because I think one of the other key takeaways there is you need to be able to communicate this. You need to be able to break it down, especially on the client side of explaining its importance. Yeah. Which... I think is the goal of today, but it's (laughs) with, with SEO in mind, you know, forever, it's just kind of been a mythological term or like an, an option, but it's SEO is the rule book that Google's written saying, if you want to be found, you know, these are key things that you need to follow. And then it's again, an SEO's job to see, okay, now we're, we're playing by the rules, but how can we bend them? And like, now start skipping people in line. Well, and that's, you know what, that's the thing. Maybe again, you know, 10 years ago, somebody could be all of those things. Sure. But 10 years ago, online was a completely different space. 10 years ago, we didn't have an iPad. Exactly. 10 years ago, our parents still weren't on Facebook. Facebook was still cool, you know, yeah. and sorry if Safe. that offends anyone, but it, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't being infiltrated right. by anyone. So, you know, it was still the new thing. I, I take back my statement about, you know, parents and cool, but the reality is, yes, it was, it was still a new thing. Sure. And so we are in a completely different world. Each one of these things have been broken off to their own very in-depth existence and and that's why at this point I don't feel that you have you do have to have an expert I don't feel like one person is going to be I don't know all of it by any stretch of the imagination that's why I was so excited to do this podcast and why I recognize the value of it if I am sitting here as somebody who has actually designed websites and I am telling you (laughs) that I am not ever going and I have flat out told clients that before I'm like yeah but I'm not going to be able to help you out on that whole SEO thing. Like I can, I can put everything on there. I can get all the, the pages properly coded and all of that, but that's where it ends, man. I am yeah. not building your roads. Right. And it's, I mean, taking that one step Unless further, you're willing to wait like six or nine months before you get results. I think we're pretty accustomed to that with the <laughs> work around here. But even taking that one step further of like everyone specializing in their niches, whether it's development, design, and, you know, SEO and the digital marketing avenues, when that kind of analogous to how Agency 53 came about within multifamily is before Agency 53 existed. You know, there were a couple other people doing what we were doing, but it was a two-pillar system there too of equity and operations. But kind of what Agency 53 has challenged the norm to say, you shouldn't expect your operators to understand marketing through and through as well. 
Correct. The way that an operator thinks is very different than the way that a marketer thinks. And it's not fair to hold them to that expectation. That's beautiful. I'm glad you said that too. So (laughs) we have pushed our way in to make that a three-pillar system as well and say, look, I'm not going to try and run a property. I would not be a good community manager. I would not. It's not my cup of tea. But can I get them the leads and take all this marketing efforts off there so they can stick to what they're good at? That's kind of how we've come to be and grown and a lot of people are taking interest in that and acknowledging it you know it's no longer a, a single mother washing and drying we're here to help yeah and like elevate it so <laughs> um there was there was one other thing that i wanted to go back to and it was something that we talked about earlier and it's you know it'll be the last thing and we'll wrap this up is that you can get, you are now, we created the road. So we created the beautiful product. It's been, it's the beautiful house and now we want people to come visit it. And so now you've created the roads. Um, and so I think that the problem is, or where the disconnect is, is there's the site, the leads and the traffic are going to it and me coming or calling or sending you an angry email because let's be honest, people can be jerks sometimes. Sure. Please stop doing that. <laughs> Um, be nice to each other. Be, be nice. Let's all be kind just a little bit. It'll People are so much more inclined to help. <laughs> but sending those angry emails and being like, why in the F am I not getting leases now? That isn't your SEO, your developers, your website people's problem at that point. At that point, it is your sales team needs to be able to take that. And I think that this is one of those big things between marketing and leasing yeah. is we've driven the traffic. Now it's time. It's your responsibility to close. And we go, so I'm glad you brought that up because we go back. You're welcome. <laughs> we, go, we go back and forth on this. So like when we first started, we solved for the attribution of we can track Greta all the way through the lease process and find out what keyword she searched, what, or excuse me, what search phase she typed into Google, what keyword that triggered, what ad was served that she clicked on where she went on the website, what conversion element did she convert via phone, via email, via contact form? Did she start an application and not finish it? Then two months later, she finishes that. Is it safe to attribute that to just PPC? No. No. It's a multi-touch process. So there's different ways that we can attribute leads and things like that. But to your point as well, that's why we like to stick as a marketing agency and It's the same way with any other industry outside of multifamily. We're here to give you leads. It is our job to mark those as marketing qualified leads. How we do that, so 70% of our leads are generated by phone. You know, no no surprise there. People are on their phones more than anything else today. So people want to call you. We record our phone calls. We can listen in and we rate them. It's a great tool for any community manager, any ops director to listen in on their sales team, see how their sales team are fielding these calls. Mm-hmm. It's not our job to close close that lead for you or you know make sure that it becomes a lease. You know, it's we talk about it. It's, it's very rare that someone's going to find your website first via PPC. That's not rare. That's our job. <laughs> but it's very rare for them to convert and fill out a lease in that same interaction. I mean, as we mentioned, we're talking food, water, shelter. 
This is in multifamily housing, getting someone to commit to a lease. It's a big deal. Be, it's a big it's a decision. $30,000 contract and you're uprooting your life. You're moving. You're and doing a 12 this. month term. Right. So it's a, it's a big decision process and it's a multi-touch process because of that. So it's our job to make sure that we're following Greta around the website or excuse me, around the World Wide Web once she's interacted with our property and shown interest so that we can stay in front of her. But we use several tools and several channels to do that. So it's 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 a hard thing. You know, we're I wish we could close these leads for people sometimes. You know, it's we want to. But as a marketing company, that's like in any industry. We're here to give you your MQLs. We'll mark them as that. Sales team takes it from there, marks that as a sales qualified lead, and then you have to nurture that lead and sell them. Yeah. So it's a, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, it's, it's pretty simple when you break it down. It is, and it's not. It definitely isn't a a, a a dig or a blame on the sales team. It's literally just addressing the the point of exactly what this process does and what its role and responsibility is and that's what that whole point is about is this is this is what this team is responsible for and this is what you need to hold them accountable to and um, nothing else and the way that we work with clients is exactly what you said as a team my most successful clients on our calls that we have you know monthly bi-monthly we've got an equity person, you know, someone who's funding the deal because they're very much concerned about the success. <laughs> Literally invested. Yeah. We've got the operations company and within the operations company, we have the community manager or the assistant community manager because that's beautiful. We get such good feedback of, okay, James, you know, the phone's been ringing, you know, we've on our end, we're seeing a lot of leads come through. Tell me about them. Are, are they qualified? Like, is there anything that we need to adjust? You know, maybe, a keyword isn't driving, it may be driving a lot of leads, but it, it might not be the SQLs that you're looking for. So we want to reallocate that. So it's it's having those lines of communication and contacting and speaking with people on a monthly basis that are on the ground. That's how we get better. You know, we can't, we're not magicians. We just can't send you, you know, the golden goose or the magic bullet of marketing. But we can work together and do some really great work. Well, and I'm really glad that you bring that up because I think that, okay, after this, I swear we're wrapping up. So is I think that it is crucial to say, okay, these are, you know, these are the crumbs we picked up and said, okay, this is what led this person to make, to take this action. Sure. And, you know, but if you're only talking to the director of marketing or the, you know, VP of marketing and leasing as as intelligent or creative or as credible as that person is, it doesn't necessarily mean that they have their actual finger on the pulse of what that's translating to on site. As much as we would like for that to happen in the reality is the bigger the portfolio, the less likely it is that they can have that actual, they can, they may be able to hear the heartbeat, you know, right. from however far away, but their finger is not on the pulse. They don't know what those calls actually sound like and how it's translating on the ground, on the product. And so your on-site team is important to incorporate into that feedback to really measure your success and figure out what you may need to tweak or fully pivot. Absolutely. They're your troops. They're your front line. So getting feedback from them. Valuable. Yeah. You know, especially when it comes into like the easiest one is a luxury apartment and we're delivering traffic that's, you know, doesn't have the, isn't in the right income bracket to afford these apartments. So how can we tweak our keywords to only resonate for those 
luxury, which I hate in this. It's killing me every time you're word. saying I'm not going to lie. I know. But <laughs> fancy, fancy, fancy people looking for fancy apartments. But um, I only want luxury. You know, it's like we don't want people looking for, a, you know, a Section 8 home applying to a one bedroom for both reasons yeah it's 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 not what either people are or either end are looking for right so but sometimes you know we don't we can only see that through phone calls or hearing feedback of you know we've gotten a lot of people but we haven't really found the right people yet and this is our target person you know this is our persona that we're going after and where you've missed the mark is here and here then we can take that and be like okay now how can we retarget people you know is this a geographic thing is this a phrasing thing is it a messaging in our ads phrasing so sorry not related um all right i think that honestly man like i could sit here all day and okay. have this conversation um just everybody like we fully had a full conversation before this even started <laughs> and um it's, i could talk about this forever. i mean it's it's such a valuable subject too like i feel like it could but i'm really basing this off of average commute times and i know that wes and i are going to do an intro and outro and and that's going to be a million years and this is going to be an hour before we know it. So, but you know, if everybody, you guys, if you really love this subject, if you want more, I am more than happy. I'm in Denver right now. Um, so I probably won't make a trip back to Denver for you, but I will have a phone call and we can do a (laughs) follow up. If this is a subject that you're really interested in, you want more information, definitely let us know, uh, give us feedback on the install on the site, subscribe to SHI. We have obviously the LinkedIn community, give us feedback there, just, you know, go old fashioned and shoot me a little email being like, I need, I need some more info on that subject because I do, I think that this this portion of the marketing the digital world the technological backgrounds the research all of this is stuff that we need to be paying more attention to as an industry as a whole so um thank you man for taking the time out and having a little chat with me thank you it's a I love talking about this. <laughs> love, love what I do. So it's it's easy. Awesome. All right. So everybody check out Agency 53. If you don't know who they are, go to the website, uh, agency53.com. I am obsessed. Look at their case studies. Um, it is some clever stuff. Be super jealous or just hire them. Uh, thanks, everyone. And so long for now. Well, Greta, I, again, thanks so much for, for spending the time with, with Sam and, and discussing the subject. I feel like SEO is something that, as we said before, it's constantly involve, evolving. So it's one of those things that I think most people, you know, just get tired of trying to figure out. So I, I appreciate you bringing, you know, a, a true expert into, you know, in front of our audience to, to discuss this and like you said, I, I encourage everybody to, um, you know, email us, come into the SHI community through the website. And as those questions come up, you know, as far as current questions that, you know, we didn't go over, as well as stuff that, that's, you know, bound to come up um, as SEO continues to evolve, it, reach out to us because that's something that I feel like everybody is is certainly wanting to, to ask questions about. Agreed. And honestly, it was it was definitely my pleasure. Sam was a super cool guy and so smart. Like I could we talked about the fact I could have just sat there all day and hung out with him like he's cool. So um, definitely glad that I did it. I hope everybody, you know, was able to take away from it as much as, you know, I hope that they will be able to. So Greta, moving into into some future episodes, I think we probably ought to go ahead and give the audience a little bit of a preview of some of the titles coming up because you got really creative on your summer lineup. 
I covering mean, marketing and leasing. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it, I think it's I think it's worth telling everybody about and give them a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of a preview. This is what happens when you give me creative control. There's only a number of ways that they can go. And really what's going to happen is my full nerd is going to come out and <laughs> that's what happened. So first my brain went to Indiana Jones and uh, then as I continued on, it was just more in the Marvel universe. <laughs> so um, yeah, I am. I'm actually really excited about the episodes that we've got coming up. Um, so I'm just going to, I'll go ahead and list them off, I guess. Um, so the, the next one that we have planned is market data, obviously my favorite subjects in the world. Um, the kingdom of the crystal ball, the leasing curve. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. No, no, I just, I think that's perfect. And in this next <laughs> one, I think the titles are almost interchangeable, but anyway, go ahead. They are, they totally are. I actually, it's funny cause I kept going back and forth and I was like, which one? Because I really wanted to stay true to, um, the actual trilogy and like how it breaks down. And I was like, Oh, I have to put this one first and this is actually last. Um, so the next one is the leasing curve in the temple of knowledge. And, uh, I'm excited about that one as well. And then the marketing plan Raiders of the lost art, social media, <laughs> the successful. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We've got to stay on that one for just a second. How clever that title is because, it, I mean, it is the the. I, I'm just surprised over and over again when I speak with a manager who is having a hard time leasing up, or a new developer who's doing a brand new lease up, and you ask for the marketing plan, and I've seen so many different variations of marketing plans. I really don't. I, I'm starting to wonder if there is, if this is just something that's not taught anymore. Um, so <laughs> that it is, and that's, it's funny. Like, I don't want to get too deep into it, but yes, that what I realized and what really started to frustrate me was that there is a true way that a marketing plan should exist. That's not a matter of opinion. It's a matter of, you know, in the student housing industry, we kind of started going about creating our, our own version, our own iteration, if you will, of what a marketing plan is. And I don't think that it's necessary. I think that sticking to what an original marketing plan as you are taught in school is incredibly effective and forward thinking and there's good reason for it and so I really wanted to talk about that and the way that it should be set up and why well and forget forget what you may or may not have been taught in school just google marketing plan <laughs> what does yeah. it look like and yeah you know and, and i can tell you right now if if you have developed a marketing plan or in the process of developing a marketing plan and it doesn't include numbers related to what the expense is going to be for your marketing efforts for the year or data you know, on what the competitive set looks like just stop until you listen to this episode because <laughs> That's not the way you do a marketing plan. Yeah, and I mean, I think that there are there are going to be people who may be doing something slightly differently and it really works for them. And if that's what works, great, good, grand, don't change. You know, and I've always said that if what works for you is proving to be successful, keep doing what works for you. But I think that my biggest frustration turned out to be 
those without marketing plans, period, or those who seem to create marketing calendars or, you know, something like that, that really actually doesn't break down to a tangible plan that you can look forward to that, you know, you know, you know what in April, in September, you can look at April and you know what to expect and having those campaigns pre-planned out. And so that's more so what it's being directed at. So, you know, claws away. All right. So I think you've got one more in the Indiana Jones lineup. I do. So social media, the successful crusade and uh, that one, the guest that I'm going to have for that one, I'm pretty excited about as well. But, you know, I get excited about everybody. I think I say that on every podcast. I'm just easily excited. I'll leave that at that. Um, (laughs) So then you start moving into the Marvel world where you've got two more episodes lined up. Yes, because unfortunately, there are only so many Indiana Jones. I will be honest, I did actually try to incorporate Star Wars instead because there would be an, an actual number of um, of <laughs> movies that would right. correlate to the number of podcasts I had coming up. But I really couldn't get the titles to work, and I was super bummed about it. I was like, oh, Star Wars would be so good. Um, and if I tried to like switch it over to Star Trek, then, you know... there's just not enough people there's not there's not enough love out there and i'm a big giant nerd anyway so incentives an infinite war and promo gear the age of extra and that one's pretty funny i'm not gonna lie i think it's pretty good the the incentive one just blows me away because it is it it is i it, it is a infinite war. It's like you, just when you thought there was. Oh my god! It's so awful. All I keep thinking about is Lexington, and at, you know what? If anybody's listening to this that knows about Lexington, you understand. You go into that market, and it is it is war. And another one, Tuscaloosa, and I'm sure Tallahassee's the same way. Where it is, you put something out, and the next person's going to do it. And it's like all I ever wanted was for everybody to just have a little conference and go, "Hey guys, how about we agree?" just not do that this year maybe save ourselves a little bit of money see what happens can we all agree to that thanks but it's (laughs) never gonna happen awesome well greta i appreciate it and we'll talk to you later all right no problem bye Again, this podcast was sponsored by Carter Young. If you're needing help, and I know everybody does, on collecting their bad debt accounts, make sure that you get in touch with Carter Young and find out how they've developed a platform specific for the student housing industry. Again, check them out at carter-young.com.